If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast. Super excited to have you with us today because I have a very special guest back and we're going to do a two-part show, two parts, which I'm really excited about. We have Rebecca Hall and Rebecca and I are going to be chatting on seven secrets to scaling your business, seven secrets to scaling your business with us. I know some of you hang out with us in a lot of rooms, so you're super excited to hear what we're going to share. And some of you might be new to the show, so I just want to welcome you. If you haven't gotten your welcome yet, gift yet, go to Quantum Revenue Expansion. Actually. Is that that? Well, let me change that. Go to UrsulaInc.co. Just go to the homepage. It's easier. We're changing things, but it's still easier just to go there. And Quantum Revenue Expansion, the masterclass sits on the homepage. It's waiting for you. Put a little information in. It's a three-part class that's going to show you how to upgrade your revenue container so you can 2X or 10X. It's going to show you how to increase your prices, change your marketing, all the things. And finally, at the very end, I talk about how to collapse time and get there even faster. So definitely grab that if you haven't yet, but we're going to get right to this. So first of all, Rebecca, welcome back. Thanks. It's always fun. You might be a record holder, which I know you appreciate. I think it's you and Tina Pettis (laughs) who have been on the show the most. So I I don't know the exact number I'm embarrassed to say, but um, I think you're ranking up there. So, and for those of you who don't know Rebecca, so many things I could say, but I'm going to be really succinct. So Rebecca and I've known each other for, we think over 10 years, probably in past lifetimes together. We've been in a lot of training and coaching rooms. She's been hanging out with my company in a supportive role and coaching clients and really helping at all levels in the business for, I don't know, like 10 years. I don't know. We say 10 years because it's just easier math. 
but we probably have to figure that out. Yeah. Rebecca's coached over 3,000. 3,000. <laughs> I think over the last year, we know this has gone up a lot, last couple of years, over 3,000 business owners from everybody from startups to $100 million companies. And she is amazing at cutting through all the noise and really helping you uncover what's stopping you and getting that thing out of the way. She's also getting certified in human design, which I know we're not really talking about today, but I feel like that might come we will up. soon. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. Another, another episode to basically put me at the top. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is already two parts. So that says a lot. And then we'll have you back. Right. We'll talk about human design as that continues to happen. So just in really things, Rebecca, what else would you want to share about yourself or your story? Just in a no, I mean, I, I think you covered it. I mean, obviously, you know, we're very aligned and I think that's <clears throat> really important just in life. Um, there's a lot of information out there and a lot of frequencies that you can play on. I think it's important to find the frequency that resonates the best with you. And so I feel like I've found that place here and uh, I just encourage anyone watching this that, you know, you might be in the right place. So don't be afraid of that. Yeah. Might be hanging out in the right place. Definitely hanging out in the right place if you're listening with us today. So, sure. you know, um, so Rebecca is a master coach at Ursling. So she and I coach our clients, and sometimes we coach our clients at the same time. Sometimes it's individual. Sometimes I'm doing intuitive reading. She's doing human design now, like all kinds of cool things to help give our clients the breakthrough there's, that they're looking for. And I was thinking about, you know, I've been talking a lot about scaling on the show. Like I feel like 2022 things that I've been sharing. I've done a lot of solo shows on, you know, how to really scale your business, what that looks like. And I just kind of had this, this download. I was like, you know, what are people not talking about when it comes to scaling? Like what, what do our clients, you know, bump up against and get super frustrated with, or, you know, what, like, what do people just, why aren't people talking about what's the underbelly of scaling? What are the, and then what are the secrets that we could share that, have helped us scale our businesses or we've helped our clients with. So we have seven things we want to talk about. That's why we had to have a two-part show because I feel like we could talk all day about this. We're going to talk about team time, marketing, sales, systems, mindset, and the quantum, the quantum energy. Where should we begin? Well, first, before we begin, I want to, I want to really specify about scaling because sometimes people think that scaling is like, the way in that you build your business, right, to success or where you want to be. But I will tell you what, a lot of times scaling means tearing down and redoing or shifting what you're already doing. Scaling is what whatever it takes to get your business where it needs to go. So it's not like this linear uphill and I'm scaling my business. Sometimes scaling your business looks like this, right? Yeah. And so for those of you that have been in business for a while or you know, here's the thing. If you're not getting the results that you want, we're going to talk about scaling, which means that might mean stop doing some things, start doing some things, do some things more, uh, come at things from maybe a different perspective or a different way. Um, So I just want to be really clear that when we're talking about scaling, don't disqualify yourself. If you're watching this and you're like trying to start a business or you've been in business or, or even if you're like, look, my business is comfortable right now, it's scaling is always part of the game. Scaling is a continuous motion that happens all the time. So I just want to be super clear about that, where it's not this destination for your business. It's actually a, an action that's happening all the time in your business. Yeah, that's a great point. The journey of scaling, because mm-hmm. a lot of like we definitely we tore everything down in my company when COVID hit because we were like, wow, 
the path we're on, you know, right before COVID was about live events and lots of them. And of course that wasn't a thing in 2020. So we, we tore everything down and we really rebuilt it, which I think is, and we, what's correct. Like, if you think about it, Rebecca, we actually dismantled everything, (laughs) right? Like we don't even offer a program today that we did two years ago. Like they're all gone. And we actually came back stronger within Mm -hmm. six months than we'd been before revenue wise, which is crazy. We ended up having our, you know, our best year in business in 2020. We did it again in 2021. We're going to do it again in 2022 because of this idea of scaling and tearing it down and rebuilding. So I think it's important for people to think about, like you've been thinking, maybe I need to to rebrand or change some things. You probably do. Like I always believe, yeah. like if it's if it's downloading, there's like you've been thinking about it for a while, or your clients are asking for different things, and it's like as comfortable as you might be. I guarantee you, if you're willing to do the work and pull things apart and rebuild things, or something, there's definitely something waiting for you. So, all right. So, where do you feel? I mean, the thing about Rebecca's brain, if you don't know her, I think I told someone this week. I'm like, Rebecca's like a robot. So that's my new thing. Like, <laughs> as a compliment. works like a robot like you put information in and then answer comes out which is one of the things I really appreciate about you and what I mean by that is that you're very logical in how you're very logical and then through 2020 and 2021 you've also become very heart-centered so I feel like you're even more balanced and in, in they check those checkpoints of logic and heart-centered <laughs> thinking about this from a logical perspective, where do you feel called to begin in those seven, seven spots of scaling? Seven I can years. start anywhere. What feels the most logical though? Like if we're going to think about. Gotcha. Yeah. It's definitely going to be around structure. So, okay. you know, I think probably the, the first place we start and then let this happens in a lot of conversations that we have with clients is around team. And <clears throat> there seems to be this like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a throwback of the industrial age, which we're really not in anymore, right? Uh, especially right now with supply chain issues, um, where everyone's having to get really scrappy about stuff. So and think more. But this whole team concept, I always run into like, that's awesome. I totally want help, and as soon as I can afford it, I'm gonna hire. <laughs> right. And I just, you know, we say, the truth is, you can't afford to not hire right now. And we've chatted about this before. Men, men are really good at it. Like a guy's got a job to do. And all of a sudden he's like, well, who can do this for me? Yeah. You might even be married to one of those. No knock on men, you know, that, but that's just the way their brain thinks, but you know, it's how you get things done. It's how you grow is who can help me with this. And then there's this, uh, what do you call it? Like, there's this pride about the one man band, like the, the, I do everything, you know, from start to finish that I'm grinding. And it's like, I don't, I don't understand that it, it's hard. I mean, I did that myself for a long time, like running around doing all the hats. Um, some of it's like cultural, especially being a woman where it's like, you know, I need to clean my own house or, or stuff like that. So we talk a lot about, you know, internal and external team. And I think a lot of your listeners like understand the whole hire out, you know, help for your house or, or what do you need to do to give that time in your business? But then the truth is, is what are the wheels that you're spinning in your business because you won't ask for help or because you think you can't afford it. And I know, you know, if people haven't attended our 2XI, I go through a very, you know, 
quick introduction showing you how to release 10 hours so that, and that is from hiring so that you can actually build your business stronger, faster, quicker. So this thing about being willing to let go certain aspects of the business, and I'll talk a little bit more about it when we talk about systems and operations, but man, you just got to get in the whole thing of like, who, you know, who is going to help me do this? Who can do this? And, and really like be comfortable with that and know that you can afford it. You, you absolutely hundred percent can afford hiring help. Let's talk about that piece because here's one, I think this is one of the big lies out there is I think there's this perception that companies have really big teams or they have lots of people working for them. And I think that was one of the things mm-hmm. that I was most, like I came from working for a tech company, tech, technical training consulting company. And we did have a big team. We kind of needed, the company needed a big team. But as I got out in the world and I saw like, you know, half a million dollar companies or million dollar companies, which is probably a lot of our listeners or early six figures, you know, you can grow, like, this is one of the things I don't think people realize. You can grow a really successful seven figure business with yourself and like one or two team members. Yeah. even And they don't even have to be full time. They're not, they don't necessarily have to be W2 employees. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes over in the comments, but, uh, you know, I spent time in corporate America and, and entrepreneurship and corporate America is interesting. I think that's where that facade of that takes so much team. I think corporate America tends to throw bodies at problems and that's where the waste is. Um, my son and I have three, so you'll never know which one it is. <laughs> and uh, he works for a very large company, which you'll never know which one it is because they work, a few of them work for bigger companies. Yeah. But he was talking to me the other day about uh, the company's doing some layoffs. And I'm like, well, what is that about? And he said, yeah, well, let me give you an example. Uh, the whole marketing team went to Mexico and the tab was $3 million. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, where I've been in corporate America, I've seen that kind of, I call it financial bloat. And, you know, you get caught up in like the culture and throwing bodies at problems and you're moving so fast. And that's where it becomes scary. That's where you hear stories of like, I can't make payroll or this is what we spend on payroll. And then if you're just an entrepreneur or small business owner, you're like, I I can't afford to get caught in that trap. That'll put me out of business. And uh, I think it's a complete, it's just don't compare your game to that. It's a totally different game. It's a different game on marketing. It's a different game on fulfillment. You know, even just like for the sake of what you, why you're doing business as an entrepreneur. And this isn't to say like, we don't want to talk to people that, you know, aren't huge, you know, 30, $40 million companies. We do, but I'm telling you, it's not what you think it is. Right. I think it's kind of like being a kid and you can't wait to be an adult because you're like, I'm going to be free and do whatever I want and have cold cereal anytime I want. And then you get to be an adult and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) I don't feel so well. Yeah. So you can't, you know, and then the adult looks at the kid and is like, I wish I had no responsibility and was that kid again. Right. (laughs) So, you know, we don't want to look in those areas. If you're really looking to build a business, you need to have team. there's no such thing as a self-made millionaire unless you're a lotto winner, but even then you're not self-made because the guy had to like give you the ticket or someone's got to pay you. So, you know, you do need to think about having at least one team member. Like, even if you're just starting, you should be thinking like, who am I going to hire? This one person to help me 10, 15, 20 hours a week and then build from there. Yeah. I think I want to key in on that for a minute because literally we live in this, you know, global economy like we all know that right but it, i don't think it's ever been more true since the time of 
this pandemic, this interesting time where everything, you know, we live on Zoom, it's global now. What's cool about that, the upside is that I can hire someone from anywhere in the world and there are people all over the world that can work with you. So, you know, if you're like, well, I would never do that. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many companies work with people all over the world. You know, and, and I get like some people are like, well, I really want to work with someone in the U.S. That's fine. And I, we have clients that listen from all over the world who mm -hmm. hire from all over the world. So, you know, open up your mind to see all the potential ways that you could hire someone. And, and then there's internships and there's other things. But, I, you know... But let's let's pay for someone to help you at least right. get started there. And to Rebecca, to your point, you can start with ten hours a month. That was my first virtual assistant. Ten hours a month. That was before VAs were. I don't even know if people. I mean, it was just very brand new. I hired my first virtual assistant. Ten hours a month, and I started delegating, and it helped a lot. So yeah, I think the only thing I yeah the only thing I'd add before we move on to the next thing is uh, the other misconception is that you have to hire people that are like you. Or like they would be your friends, right? And uh, it really, it's not about the person you hire. It's about the role you're trying to fill. And so just being very um, strategic or, uh, you know, concise about what is the role that you need and finding the person. Now, you know, we're not going to get into culture. Of course, you want someone that is similar, but um, it's, it, that's where the people get scared and, and they don't know how to make that thing. Cause it's like, they're trying to hire someone who they think is going to be a friend or who definitely they're like, see themselves as like knowing more or whatever. Right. And it's not about that. I, I would, I love to hire people that know more than me all the time. Like, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I'm happy to pay you for your genius and to just get this done, even if I don't know. So yeah. I think that's the only part I would add to, to the team and, and people just don't talk about it. Yeah. And I, so yeah, thank you. I, so all that to say, just to really bring this part home is to grow, you need some help. And Dan Sullivan wrote a book, great book. I need to have him on the show sometimes. I talk about it all the time, who, not how, and he wrote it with somebody who, I don't know who that guy is, but he, that was his who, who wrote the book. That's the irony of it. Sorry. Shout out to whoever that gentleman is. He's probably like, really? Why doesn't anybody know my name? Anyway, the whole idea, it's sort of like, how do I do this? Ask who can help me get this done. And that that will serve you so well mm -hmm. and know that when you hire, it's like building a bridge to the next level. And you got to believe that you're going to bring more revenue in and that's going to keep growing. So, yeah. all right. So talked about team, a lot of myths out there. Um, so hopefully those, some of the secrets we shared that, you know, were helpful, but I think it's a natural progression to talk about time. Like I think on this first part, we should cover team time, marketing and sales, because I want to save systems and operations for okay. part two. Cause I think that like, because you geek out on it. It's so fun to <laughs> so fun to listen to you. So from team to time, because one of the things I heard you say is this piece of like, I, you know, there's just never enough time or I don't have time, even like I don't have time to hire. Um, you talked about what we do, what you do, the exercise you do at the 2X intensive course, where you really help people see the potential time they get back from hiring and also the return on investment in hiring to get back that time. But, you know, for someone who's like, because we hear this all the time. I think we, you know, we, we meet a lot of clients who are the low six figures and they are the business, right? They're doing it all. You know, I can think of many who are even at 300,000 doing it all themselves. And they're, they feel like they don't even have time to hire. Right. So what are, what do you think the secrets are? Like, I feel like you have a lot of secrets about time. Like what are some of the secrets that you think people just yeah. don't know? Um, well, I mean, I've struggled with this myself, you know, 
And, and sometimes it comes, and here's my favorite one is like, well, I love working in my business. I love it so much. And in fact, I was just talking to somebody today that wants to work with us. And um, I was like, yeah, but what else, you know, what, what's going on in your marriage? What's going on in your relationship? Uh, you know, are, do you really want to be working all the time? There's nothing else you'd rather do. And, and they were like, yeah, actually, I wish I had time to do this and this. And so sometimes we get addicted to that work and then we put more time into it. Right. And then we just play this game where it's like, I work in my business all the time and then I don't have time to do anything. And it's, you're contradicting yourself. But to me, time really comes down to like, not not knowing exactly what to do or how something unfolds. And then just the biggest one, just being subjected to distractions. It's so amazing how we have allowed ourselves to leak time. Um, some are pretty obvious, scrolling through Facebook, you know, things like that. But the distractions, the, and there's a lot of studies out there, you know, when you try to move from like one like one thing, one task that you're doing to a different, totally different type of task and then come back to it. So for example, you're totally busting out like a marketing campaign and you're writing some copy and then like an email comes in or a phone call comes in or a text and you stop what you're doing to see like, okay, what, what's going on? Does this, does this deserve my attention? What's the priority of that? Do I need to solve it right now? I don't know. I'm gonna think about it. Or I decide to take the call and then it's not what I thought it was. And then I'm like, okay, I got to get back to what I'm doing. And you, you try to complete that task and then move your mind back to like, okay, I'm totally writing awesome copy, huge waste of time. And there's been a lot of practice uh, that maybe you've heard where people are like, well, I only check my email at 10 and four and, and that's fine. But there's way more areas in your life where you're letting time leak out through distractions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our clients, I have them do a tick mark, like every time they check email or notification on their phone during the day. Talk about and, that. What do you mean a tick mark? So they have to track it. Yeah. So, you know, we do time tracking and, and we help clients, uh, you know, organize their day. So they have everything they want in life really is what I call it. And part of that, instead of like taking the time to write down every time you check email or your phone, because that takes so much time. I just have them like have a little uh, cheat next to their next to them that has a just a little hash mark. And there's lots of hash marks, 20, 30, 40 hash marks. If you just average that every time you broke your attention on something that you needed to be doing to, to pay attention to a distraction and analyze or determine if it's a priority and that you should break just to make that you know, dissemination and then come back to your task is at least three minutes, if not five minutes, because your brain has to get right. That goes back to like, we think multitasking is a thing and it's totally not. Mm -hmm. It's just being busy. So if you do it 20 times a day times five minutes, that's a hundred minutes. That's an hour and 40 minutes a day that you spend floating off somewhere and then trying to get back huge waste of time, you know? And so what else do you have kids that are like, mom, 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 you know, that's another course, but you know, I taught my kids how to communicate with me during a work day, especially when a lot of us are working from home. Um, but, you know, paying attention to that because we, we just, we've become a reactionary society. We react to this, react to that, react to that ding, react to that message. Uh-huh. And uh, I really think that's where we're just kind of blowing out our energy. And then we almost are like too, 
uh, exhausted or too unfocused to come back and actually like do good work or not even do good work, just do, uh, what would you call it? You, you just do like meaningful or like, this is, I know what I'm going to get from this action. This is yeah. going to create money in my business. This productive or yeah, exactly. So I think that's a big one and we just don't realize it. We don't realize time. Um, and if you think, if you don't think that you're wasting time, I challenge you to track it. Just like I tracked money in college. We had to track every penny we spent. Yeah. And that, that really created some conversations in our household at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> i.e. why are you stopping at the convenience store every single day to get a drink that's turning into $15 of, right? And that's just an example, but we do the same thing with time. It's that two, three minutes, two, three minutes, two, three minutes, two, three minutes all day. Yeah. It distracts you as well. So, so effective. I, yeah, definitely. I mean, cool. There's so many distractions now. And I think, I think you're right. I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners are like, yeah, I don't really do that. But if you do track, you'll see. So thinking about just really quickly, like thinking, think about one of your clients, like what was the biggest breakthrough in their life or what did it change for them when they realized <clears throat> they could spend their time differently? Oh my gosh. Just one. <laughs> it's all kinds of things. Cause it's not just about business. Yeah. You know, we think we're going to organize our 40 hour work week and it's more than that. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are getting relationships back. They're getting back into the things they used to love doing, physical activity, connection with nature, being present in relationships. That's probably the biggest one is just being present when you're not working. Yeah. Right. Because how many of you uh, go get on a conference call on the way to your kid's soccer game? How many of you, uh, this used to be one in our house that finally got shut down was, uh, hey, let's watch a show together for quality time. But while we're doing that, I'm going to be on my computer. (laughs) Yeah. You know, answering emails and like acting like I'm engaged in the show and with you. And it's just such a crock, you know, and but we tell ourselves that all the time. So it's this it's this faking of multitasking or always, always being on. And again, going back to science and studies, it shows that, you know, when we take breaks, like true breaks, like put your phone away, uh, you know, like really engage in something else for your brain, whether it's like physical, if you sit at a desk and all of that kind of stuff, you come back more productive. You come back with better ideas. You come back with solutions. You actually come back with like just a better feeling of joy. Like you just feel better when you're able to take a break. And I wish in America, we would get used to that. There's other countries that do that very well, but. Right. Well, it's interesting. I, I, it's such a, it's one of the things that I work on all the time as well as not getting distracted. And I find that when I do the podcast like this, or when I'm on with a client doing, um, you know, in a coaching session, it's such a relief to be able to be forced to focus on one thing, mm, yeah. which reminds me that, you know, especially for those of us who feel like we might be ADD in some way, shape or form, although some people say you're not, but it's something I've really had to work on. It's like that, that pull of energy. But when I work on, you're right. When I work on it, one thing at a time, I definitely feel I feel less stressed. I don't feel like the, mm-hmm. like the anxiety of that. Yeah. All right. So we're going to keep going. So sales mm-hmm. and marketing, I'm going to put those two together. There's marketing and then there's sales. Mm-hmm. So let's start with marketing and then sales. And then we're going to wrap this, this section up. So what are, what are the myths about marketing in the world? Do you think, or in the world oh of that marketing's hard that you have to be <laughs> tech, a tech wizard, uh, you're going to have to invest a ton of money in uh, ad spend you know, it's that you got to get like this Lamborghini CRM and figure out how to, you know, it, 
well, and I think the biggest thing is that you need thousands and thousands of leads to make the money that you want to make. And, yeah. and granted, if you make a two cent widget, right, and you're producing mass producing that in the tens of thousands, you're going to need a lot of leads. Yeah, uh, that's actually not most of us in business, though. Uh, businesses are mostly service providers. Uh, and so it's not that many clients, you know, it's kind of different than the product industry, but I'd say most people run into 80% of the businesses that I've worked with over 17 years are service-based businesses. Yeah. And so that does bring down the lead count or the client count that you really need to hit revenue goals. And uh, so I think that's the biggest thing is that you have to, it's this big monster that has to go get thousands and thousands of names so that you can churn through it and make your money. And it's just, it's just not true. It's crazy. And how many times have we talked to a client and found that they already had the leads they needed sitting somewhere or a way to get to their two X or their 10 X. Like it was already around them. Like so many of our clients, it's like, we don't, we don't see the easy stuff as opportunities. And we think we have to go create this big marketing strategy to be successful. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I launched my business, I, I did a whole years later, I did this whole I don't know if it's a podcast or a recording on the eight free ways I marketed in the beginning, like what I did to grow my business. Like I had, I didn't have a budget. So, you know, I, I networked, I cold called, I yeah. set up free events. Like I partnered with other organizations. Like it was endless of what I did for free to grow thousands of what became millions of dollars in revenue over the years. And yeah. so I think sure. that's the lie that you have to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. and, you know, the secret is you don't, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I would, I would decide what you want to create in terms of revenue and then see, see what the marketing opportunity is. That would be easy. That's around you right now. Yeah. I've been on the whole spectrum of uh, marketing. I've run television ads, uh, full page newspaper ads. um, And I've also like snuck into Barnes and Nobles and put my business card in a few very select books. (laughs) I always wondered who did that. Now I know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I've also uh, thrown rock flyers, you know, so yes. I've done everything from like the very cheap to the very expensive. And here's what I will tell you is part of marketing is not the attention grabber. It's the actual nurture to the yeah. sale. Right. And so, you know, that's when I have people, it's like, oh, I just put all this money in leads and I didn't get anything. Like, I really want to look at your nurture sequence. And, and that really is the dating. Like if you really thought about dating your prospect, then, you know, what would you change or, or even like, what would you add? Cause I think a lot of times we miss things. We think if we just throw a fishing line out there with bait on it, that we should just have tons of fish coming in right. and you really got to slow down. It's not, it's not hard science, but just be smart about it. Like if you are dating someone and you're like, oh, I want to be in a relationship. And uh, so my dating consists of we're going to go to the same coffee house every Saturday morning at eight o'clock and we're going to order the same things and sit there for the same amount of time. How long is that relationship going to last? I mean, after three times in, you'll be like, I'm bored. We got to do something else. This relationship's going nowhere. I don't understand what's happening right now. You're a robot. So it's like you can really design like you kind of mentioned it. It's like having those three to five ways that you actually get people's attention and then actually sitting down and being like, okay, if I get this person's attention here, how do I actually date them to the sale? Yeah. What are all the steps? And I think we when we go over our clients marketing, we're missing they're missing a lot of those steps. Right. It's like, well, then what happens here? It's like, well, I'm I'm putting together this whole webinar and uh, yeah, I'm going to drive traffic to it and then I'm going to make sales. Well, we've missed a whole bunch of things there, you know, like 
you know, so how are you going to follow up? And when are you going to follow up after that? And what does that look like? And how do you onboard someone? And how do you confirm this? And, and, you know, I don't, I don't say all that stuff to be like, oh, it's this big, hard, arduous thing. It's not. And that's why I like the dating thing. Cause here's the truth. If you're interested in someone, you can figure out how to date them and flirt with them. And you're like thinking of what little creative things you can do. Should I send them flowers to their work? I want to take them to the special restaurant. Maybe she want a picnic. I, I know they love this band. I'm going to get concert tickets there. Like that is marketing guys. And everyone, everyone that's listening probably has been in a relationship at least one time, unless you're four and then you haven't. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to talk to you if you're four. <laughs> you're really smart. But it right. really is. It's like, just date, like think about yeah. how to date and make it exciting. And, and what would the next logical step be? And that's the easiest way to break down your marketing to have it be effective. Awesome. We're going to stop there because we're out of time for part one, Rebecca, this is awesome. So, you know, part one, we talked about team time and marketing part two, we're going to talk about sales systems, mindset, and quantum. So you're not going to want to miss that show. Rebecca, thanks for being here today. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you to our listeners all over the world. Come back and listen to part two. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, everybody. Bye for now. Hey guys, it's Ursula. And I just want to stop by and chat with you really quickly. On February 24th, we have an event called Scale to Seven, which I'm super excited about. And if you haven't registered yet, we have a few seats left. It's We're holding it at 20 CEOs. So 20 CEOs who are looking to grow from six figures to seven figures or six figures to multi six figures. And if that's you and you're, you know, you've been wanting to do this for, for a long time and you feel like you're stuck at a certain income ceiling, we'd love to have you join us. It's um, on the 24th of February from one to 3 p.m., central time. And a couple of things, we're going to cover two things, two power strategies. Power strategy number one is to help you discover your unique scale to seven formula. I say we, because it's going to be myself and Rebecca Hall, our master coach, she's going to be supporting the session. So it's, I, with the two of us together with the kind of coaching we're going to do and how we're going to be able to support you in a small group, it's going to be so powerful. So we're, we're going to dig into like what what your numbers are, right? So are you at 200,000? You want to be at 400,000? What would that look like? Maybe you're at 200,000. You want to be at 600,000. Like what's your unique formula to get there? And really to look at like, what's the fastest and easiest way to make that happen. And so if that's a conversation you've been wanting to have or to get some support around, we'd love to have you. And then power strategy number two is to reveal and release your number one block to scaling your business. Once you're clear on like, here's I want how I want to grow. A lot of times something pops up. I would say most of the time, most of the time there's something that's in the way or you would have already gotten there, right? So what's stopping you? What's your number one block? So we're going to take you through our signature process for discovering and releasing a block so that you can move forward with ease and grace. The best part, this is a thousand dollar value. We're giving it away for free for 20 CEOs who are really ready to scale this year. So if that's you, we would love to have you come and hang out and we'll have it in the show notes below scale, the number two, the number seven. So it looks like scale two, seven scale, 27.com get registered. We'll see you there. All right, everybody. That's it for now. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the two X intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.